Hi folks, Curtis Shelburne here, and welcome to the Focus on Faith with Curtis Shelburne podcast. A good place just to be and breathe and hang out for a while as we share some words about life in Christ. And that's all of it, I think. Life, that is, the good, the bad, the fun, the sad, the deepest joys, the toughest sorrows, all of it. I think we're going to have a good time, and I hope you enjoy this. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I hope you come back. This episode, episode number 52, is called Live from the Key Place at Robert Lee, Texas. This is a bit of a different episode, and you probably can already tell that from some of the sounds you're hearing. This is the first time I've done an outdoors podcast, and there goes a car by right there. There you go. I don't know if you're hearing that or not. I've tried to set it up to be as quiet as possible, but I don't hardly see how you couldn't. There were some birds singing earlier. I'm outside. You see, I'm doing this about as wrong as you could possibly do it. I've got a new computer, and that's great, but I haven't really fine-tuned all the settings yet. I am at Robert Lee, Texas. I've been meaning to get another podcast out for, wow, several weeks now. And then came time for a trip, actually twice a year, to Robert Lee, Texas. And I'll tell you just more about that in just a little bit. But yeah, I'm outside today. I'm not in any kind of a soundproof room. I am not working on trying to keep the noise down on this. This may be more than you want to know, but usually I try to record to the ACX standards, which are standards for audible.com and the books that you might record on Audible. And I decided this time I'm just going to throw all that out the window. We'll see how this sounds. I won't do it often, I promise. But I wanted to come out here to Robert Lee and see if I could do a podcast here. This, again, is all wrong. New computer. Uh, mic that I thought might work out here. We will find out how well it works out here. Outside for sure. I called the podcast live from the key place at Robert Lee, Texas. It's really no more live than any of the podcasts I do, but I am at Robert Lee, Texas. I am indeed alive. I'm not in my usual spot. We are at the key place in Coke County, Texas. There's a story behind that, and I'll tell you more about it as we go on here. My grandparents lived all of their lives in Robert Lee, Texas, Oh, about 30 miles from San Angelo. Granddaddy built this house here, and that's in Coke County. Granddaddy built this house in 1928, and this is a house that I'm staying in this week, and I'll tell you more about that in just a minute. Grandmother and Granddaddy lived, were born here, lived here, and died here. Robert Lee's a neat place with a special place in our family's lives from way back. I remember when we were kids, Mom and Dad would load us up and take us to Robert Lee. We lived in Amarillo. Now, we thought Amarillo was a city. We still think Amarillo is a city. But all of this is relative. If you live in New York City, Amarillo is a podunk cow town. Amarillo, folks from Amarillo, Amarilloans, have no problem at all being known. Most of them, if they're worth anything, have no problem at all being folks who are from an agricultural area and particularly up there a ranching area and so being a cow town is just fine with us but my brother jim and i there are five kids in our family i am the fourth best birth order in the world by the way b the oldest gb the third and then gene and then my sister ruthie and 15 years later here came little curtis 
and then my brother Jim two years later. Jim says that, you know, I was obviously not a planned child. That doesn't bother me at all. I think God had plans aplenty, and that's fine. I don't know what mom and dad were thinking, and Jim, of course, quickly chimes in. They weren't thinking. But then when Jim was born two years later, you know, I may not have uh, been particularly planned, but when Jim was born two years later, I've always told him, you know that if it weren't for me, you would not have been born at all. They were, you know, trying to create a little playmate for Curtis, and they did. I'm 65 now, he's 63, and we're still playing and having a great time. My sister, 15 years older, died a few years ago. Kind of a tough spot to be the girl in a family of five. There were four boys, and that's a bit of a tough spot. Dad was a minister, and he had a training school for ministers and those who would work in ministry families, and he did that all of his life. Amazing impact Dad had with that. But he married a sweet lady from Robert Lee, Texas. They met at a church youth meeting. It's amazing how many incredibly spiritual young people have met at church youth meetings and become quite interested in each other. And that is really not at all a bad thing for, uh, you know, a bad thing to happen. That's a really nice outgrowth of that. And so mom and dad met out near Fort McCavitt. And the older guys know a little bit more about that story than I do. Mom was from Coke County, Robert Lee, Texas. Grandmother and granddaddy's place here they built in 1928. Now, I will say that my great-grandfather, Alf Key, was one of those who donated a good chunk of the land for what is the cemetery we call the Paint Creek Cemetery out near the Edith community, about seven miles out again from Robert Lee. Edith is not much of a community anymore. I mean, there is not anything there but a defunct cafe and maybe a few goats or whatever on a good day. But the cemetery's out there. It is a sweet country cemetery, and I dare you to find a place with prettier blue bonnets when those blue bonnet blue bonnets when those blue bonnets really have a good year. It is absolutely gorgeous. What a blanket! Mom and Dad are buried out there, and of course, Grandmother and Granddaddy Key, and my great mother and great granddaddy, and a whole host of aunts and uncles, and lots of folks. So it's a real special place for us, and really in its own way, I think quite a beautiful place. Grandmother and granddaddy, in fact, let me just tell you this. As you can tell, there is no script to this. The place where my mom is buried, and of course my dad and all those folks I mentioned and many more, is within sight of an old windmill that is standing still. You can see it from the cemetery, as I said. There was an old house out there, and that's where mom was born. And so, you know, kind of a full circle of life sort of thing, and really quite a beautiful area to me. It's West Texas at its best. There are some rolling hills and things. There's a hill they call Green Mountain. And so lots of beauty in its own way out there. Grandmother and granddaddy came into town. I'm told that they were married in an old wagon. They stayed on the wagon, drove over. You don't drive a wagon much, do you? You you sort of ride on it, I guess. But anyway, they rode the wagon to the preacher's house. The preacher said, just sit here. And he married them right there. And that marriage lasted for well over 60 years. Quite, uh, quite a, a tight knot, he tied. And so they moved in. They Eventually, they built the house here. Granddaddy ranched, and he also drove a cattle truck. He owned a cattle truck. Actually, I was singing a number of years ago now, eh, several, at the Lubbock Women's Club. And there was a club, one of many, that met there. 
And there was a lady there in one of those clubs who came up to me, an elderly lady, and I'd said something about going to Robert Lee or something, and she said, was your granddaddy D.P. Key? And I said, yes, he was. And she said he had the only cattle truck in Coke County, and he would truck our cattle and many, many other people's to the market there, to the livestock deal there in Fort Worth, Texas. And so we loved D.P. He was a great person and loved your grandmother. And that's kind of neat to find somebody I never expected to find somebody, certainly not at that event, who had any connection at all with grandmother and granddaddy. Then this week I was here, and as I often do, I went over to the nursing home to sing to those folks a while, and there was a gentleman there who told me that he was 99 years old, he didn't look it, and he was sharp as a tack. And he said, oh, I loved your grandparents. He said, I rode with DP in that cattle truck to Fort Worth more than once. Sure did think he was a fine man, as was his son, my uncle David. And so it was especially neat to get to talk to him and catch uh, some of the things he remembered about that. I need to go back and do that again soon and learn some more. In, I guess, the 70s, the nursing home, it was the hospital then, and I think it had a nursing home component. It's, it's completely a nursing home now. Across the creek from our place here, Grandmother and Granddaddy's house, that was built. And I remember grandmother saying, oh, you know, when I get old, I'd really like to go over there. I'm so glad they're building that. And I think, though granddaddy didn't say it, he was kind of a man of few words, but a great guy. Granddaddy, uh, I think his attitude was, I'll be sure and send you a card because I'm not planning to. But uh, anyway, granddaddy had a wreck in his pickup going out to the ranch uh, some years later. Never did totally recover from that, or I think he would have lived a lot longer, but he was in his 70s, up in his 70s, and uh, when he passed away, and yes, grandmother did go over to the nursing home there and spent her final years there. When I was a student going to school at Abilene Christian University in Abilene, Texas, uh, about an hour away, I would come over a lot. Juana, my wife, and I would come over, and I would preach at the little church here, and boy, we better not even get into that because there's just so much history there. But yes, grandmother spent her last days over there, and it was a good place for her to be. So I go over there when I'm here, and usually toward the end of the week, I'll sing for those folks for an hour or so, and it's always a good time. They've got a coffee shop here now, the Austin Street Coffee Company. I love that place. I sang a long time over there last time I was here and really enjoyed that. So anyway, it's a good place to be. The house was built in 1928. After grandmother moved to the nursing home, my brother Gene got the opportunity to buy this place. Now we'd say he got it dirt cheap. Then it was, uh, well, it was a struggle. It was a little bit of a challenge for him to get it. In fact, Uncle David had almost sold it, which was fine. The deal was in the, in the works. And Gene had this brainstorm, kind of an inspiration, I think. And he said, you know, grandmother would love it if I could buy that place. She'd like to know it's still in the family. And so Gene called his banker and borrowed a few thou. Again, that was more money then. And he bought the place over here. There were a number of years that he had to rent it out to help it to pay for itself, and the renters did what some renters still do, and it got kind of trashed. Somebody left a horse over here or tried to, to keep a horse over here. I will explain that there are some pens out in the back behind the house. They're made of cedar posts that Granddaddy put up. He would sometimes back his truck into this area, and he had the posts for sheep and cattle and goats and whatever, 
right next to this is what we call the pecan orchard. And it had a, again, it had cedar posts around it, the fence posts, and with big, big uh, gate, ends of the gates there and all of that, and some barbed wire and whatever and some, some wire, you know, holding those things all together. You can tell I'm a great rancher. Granddaddy would be embarrassed. I can't even give you the right name of some of this stuff. But at the pecan orchard, we used to have six or eight trees. They were out there doing well when grandmother was alive. Grandmother loved the yard. She loved to work outside. And she had this place looking gorgeous. She had thick St. Augustine grass out in the front. Jim and I and all of the cousins remember running out in the sprinkler there in our swimming suits, you know, during a hot summer day. And the yard was just perfect. She had all sorts of flowers. She liked cactus, cacti. And we still find little mounds of rocks, and some of them very small, that have a little indentation in them. Grandmother was always looking for a rock with an indentation because she put a little soil in there, and she'd plant a little cactus in there. And she might keep it on the front porch, or she might give it to one of the grandkids, or whatever. Well, when the house was paid for, Gene said, that's enough of the rent stuff. And so we started coming down here with him. My two older brothers and the two younger guys, all four of us, started coming down here, and we would work on the house. It needed a lot of work at first, and of course all of us were much younger. I guess that was almost 40 years ago when we started doing that, and that's hard to imagine. In fact, it was a little more than that, I think. But we would work on the house, and we enjoyed that. Now, from the get-go, our wives would have nothing to do with it. I will not say that that is one of the things that we enjoyed most about it, but I will say that it kind of works out because we have the right gals. They know how much we love this place and coming here, and so they let us do it. We started out once a year, and before too long, we were doing it twice a year. We've been coming in once in the spring and once in the fall for all these decades now. Some of the guys will come alone and maybe do a little reading here or just have kind of a study retreat. We are all pastors. And so we come here. I call it the Coke County Ministers Conference or the Coke County Pastors Conference or whatever, because that's kind of what it is. I've learned more here from these guys about the things that I need to be doing as a pastor and whatever than I've learned almost anywhere. You can imagine. With Dad, we had a master of this calling. With the older guys, we have folks with incredible experience. And so we have a real good time here, but we also have dealt with some problems here and talked about some stuff and said, well, what would you do about this or whatever? How do you think this ought to be handled? And we do a little of that. We did do an awful lot of work on the place early on. Jim and I liked the fact that we could spit sunflower seeds in the floor and nobody cared. At the end of the outing, we would sweep up the sunflower seeds and throw them in the trash and that was it. And so we thought it worked out just fine. Then the time came when we put carpet down, and so we had to quit spitting sunflower seeds in the floor. It is, you know, as you can tell, sort of a man cave. It's sort of a clubhouse for all of us brothers. I think it's amazing with the age difference. My oldest brother is now, I believe, 86. Uh, next brother is 82 or 3. And so then we drop on down 20 years. And we've been doing this all of this time and having a great time together. One of the things that I guess is a takeaway from all of this is what an amazing thing it is when families have this kind of relationship. Dad, toward the end of his life, started coming down here with us. We, at first, he never had done that before. And at first, I have to admit, we kind of wondered a little bit. It's not that any of us had anything but incredible respect for, love for, and, and honored to our, our father. 
But, you know, we just kind of wondered, I guess, a little bit if that might change the character of the thing a little. Having even dad here, you know, there's some things that are good for sons, and there's some things that are good for sons and dads and whatever, and we weren't sure, honestly. And yet dad came, and he loved it so much. Loved it so much. It was the best decision we ever made. Dad would come with us. Uh, my brother B was living in Houston then, and Dad was in Houston at that time. And so he would ride with B, and they would come up here. And Dad was here for a lot of years with us all together, and we thoroughly enjoyed that time. I remember the time, oh, I don't know when it was now exactly, but a few years before Dad died, and we were sitting out talking together. We were sitting out around the campfire, and Dad just told us, fellas, I want to make a speech. Well, that's a little ominous. If anybody could ever make a speech, my dad could make a speech. And he was very a very ceremonial sort, too, as a lot of folks in that generation are. But he just said, guys, I want to tell you how incredibly proud I am of you and all that you're doing, all the ministry that you're doing, all the work you're doing, all the, the love that you have for your families and the way you're bringing them up. And I uh, just want to tell you, I'm really proud of what you're doing. And he went on from there. That Dad never made that short of speech in his life. But it was a great speech. We had Jacob, maybe, Israel, blessing his sons. We had that kind of a patriarchal blessing that was given to us, and that's a beautiful thing. It was an amazing thing that Dad did for us. I never had to live a day in my life wondering if my dad loved me or my mom, and I know that there was never a time when Dad ever felt anything less than absolute love from us and our mom, too. It was a wonderful blessing. And so when Dad passed away, uh, we all came together and we honored him. It was, I believe, the first funeral held in that particular amazing university chapel. So many people from so many places gathered. It was a wonderful, wonderful time. I even sang at my dad's funeral. The only thing harder would have been not singing. It was just the right kind of time. And it was a beautiful thing because of all of the love that had gone on for all of those many, many years. And so we came here, and we've been coming ever since. The last number of years, we haven't done quite as much work. Jim and I pretty much rebuilt the back side of the house a while back, a number of years ago now. We've got the same thing to do up at the front. There's some things that are sagging and rotting. That's a lot like human beings, I'm afraid. But we've got some things to do, sure, some work and stuff. But on the whole, we just come here to relax, and that's a great thing. We tell stories. We talk about all the things that have happened. We talk about our families. We just really enjoy each other. And that is not a blessing to be taken for granted, and we know that. So this week we've been here in Robert Lee, Texas. We usually have a feast at noon. It consists of uh, hot dogs cooked over some coals, and then we uh, enjoy that. And then in the evening, we've gotten so we cook pretty well. We do some steaks, or we did some ribs this time also. And we, we, don't, we don't have any trouble finding food to eat. Occasionally we'll go to the cafe downtown. But we enjoy the time together immensely. And so that's why I am live from Robert Lee, Texas, this time around, in Coke County, at the Coke County Pastors Conference. Time to go home for me tomorrow. And I love going home, and I love my family there, and my folks there. But, you know, you always kind of hate to turn around from this kind of time, because the worst thing that I do, the hardest thing that I do here, unless we're working, which is rather rare, is to sit and read and drink coffee and talk to the guys and... You know, we may be something, uh, I may do something really risque, like offering some incense in the form of a cigar and a few things like that, you know. It's just a good time. And we try very hard to do our job when we're here, which is to relax. And we usually get that done just pretty well. I don't know what the Lord allows his people who've gone on 
to know about what's happening here. I don't know. But I do know, I do believe that one day, whatever is going on now, and I'm not sure what now means in that existence, whatever's happening now, oh, I'm just sure. Grandmother and granddaddy and mom and dad and my sis and so many more who've loved us and gone on would be so happy to know and will be so happy to know that we've been doing this all this time and that it still continues. What a great, great blessing. And I'm so thankful for it. Well, there's so many lessons that would come out of this, but I need to go in. It's almost time. You know, we might starve if we don't get the next meal. The sun's going down. I'm sitting here talking to you. I've got the computer propped up on the uh, tire fender is the technical term of an old cattle trailer. I've got my microphone out here in front of me glowing red, and here we go, you know. And so we'll see what we got here. It is obviously louder than usual and all of that, and it's different than usual, and we'll just see how it works. By the way, if you hear the noise from the highway, I'll just tell you, this place is a lot more peaceful than it probably sounds on this podcast. We get a whole bunch of birds and stuff, too, and sometimes the highway just kind of quietens down. You can open the windows at night and feel the cool breeze coming through. This is a good thing. I really am glad that you got to come along with me for a little while to the Coke County Masters Conference at Robert Lee, Texas, live. Glad you've been here. Thanks for sharing this time with me. And I hope that you've had some of the same kind of blessings that I've had with your family and with your heritage. There's so much we can talk about in the legacy that we've been left. I know a lot of people don't have the same blessing. But you know what? We can do a lot to create that for our families. So many lessons to be learned. So much to be thankful for. And I think to God, place matters. I think this for us is a holy place, and maybe you've got yours too. My brother Gene has written a book entitled The Key Place. I think you might enjoy it. This is a key place in our lives. That's as close to a commercial as I'll get today. But if you're interested in that book, The Key Place, oh, he's a good writer. and He's got so many good stories in there that center on this place. And I'd encourage you to go to the Christian Appeal website, and order that. I think you'd really enjoy it. www.christianappeal, A-P-P-E-A-L, no space between the words, .com for the key place. And thank you for joining me today in this special, special place. Blessings to you. Again, I hope you'll come back and be with us again on this podcast. The next time it'll be a little more of a normal episode probably. But I hope you've enjoyed this one. I hope you tell your friends about it, and I really do hope you come back. God's blessings to you.